You've tuned into a show called Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and you were expecting a spoiler free episode so there are many many spoilers on this episode kripya dhyan dijiye Hello there we're back with a brand new episode of Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and with us on this episode today are Otis Eric Maeve and all your favorite characters from Sex Education which is back with a brand new season. And if you haven't watched Sex Education you really have to get around to doing that. I like how I went like brand new season and I was like and if you haven't watched the season I'm like are that's like the perfect example of the difference between the two of us. <laughs> you mean I'm hyper or sober? No, uh just like What are you trying to say? Different energy levels often and we like complement each other don't we? <laughs> Don't you remember all those times where I'm excited to talk about something and all you want to do is fall asleep? It's the same analogy. There's no difference. But yeah, Sex Education okay. is back with a new season. Uh, season one aired in January last year, and uh, I remember it. You know, Sex Education when it uh, arrived last year, it came with very little buzz, so to speak, and very soon turned into this real favorite among a lot of. Uh, you know netflix audiences and it's it's among netflix's few sort of british imports and i remember being so taken aback by the plot because sex education was essentially about uh, teenagers uh, in a high school in a part of uh, the uk you know sort of coming to terms with their sexuality with the major the main character being Otis played by Asa Butterfield whose mother I love his name Asa Butterfield who's uh, yeah that's like a sex name right there is like uh whose mother is played by Gillian Anderson who happens to be a sex therapist and the first season was really about the fact that Otis who's this typical cliched kind of a you know a uh, awkward teenager who really can't seem to either get laid or be popular with his friends apart from his one best friend starts advising people on all things sex related on campus yeah and through the sessions that people have with him you know we get introduced to to various characters and the kind of problems that you know kids might face on campus and it's really interesting because while they followed so many clichés of the high school format it's almost like they were trying to use the familiarity to get you into the world of the show and then sort of throw these really you know new storylines and concepts at the audience yeah i feel like season 1 was basically almost after you had established that otis was like your school sex therapist and his best friend you know eric and his new friend mave are helping him with this business and sort of you know every episode is about some new sex problem that a teenager has and otis and gang are sort of you know helping that teenager out season 2 i'm happy to say is more about these characters and how their stories have unfolded and what they're going through in life right now yeah yes there is the sex problems thrown in but there's so much more on this season like this season is not following any format of like okay what's the next what kind of sex issue is going to come up in the next episode in this season in fact you're actually delving deep into the sex lives of your main characters as well which is fair because i mean i think season 1 was meant to be a sampler a taster give you an idea of what the show is about out and we didn't know any of the characters then so we were literally episode after episode and i remember telling you this just like on dear white people season 1 of which had 
every episode being named after or being dedicated to one character on the show mm. and that format worked beautifully for two seasons and then they did it uh, did away with it in season 3 because by then all your characters were so well established yeah. and it worked beautifully in season 3 because then they just freed themselves from that entire baggage similarly on sex education i feel they used the first season very intelligently to introduce you to the world of the show to the various characters all of that the kind of school that you know otis and eric and may have studied at really yeah yeah and while even this season always begins you know almost every episode of the last season began with two people in the middle of the act of having yeah. sex and so there are all these very raunchy starts to every episode which they've retained this season as well what's different like what you said is that that start or that aspect does not become the most important part of the episode it's just you know continuing with yeah. with a format but at the same time you're right they've sketched out their storyline so much better and i feel because like there's so much more drama going on in each of the characters and their lives in this season and there's i mean they've of course there's a lot of sex i mean and i don't mean sex in like a it's not meant to titillate at yeah, all yeah, yeah. it's meant to be really to educate i mean watching this show will educate a lot of people and a lot of it understand. is used for humor and yeah. humor in a very nice way you yeah. know it's not like a sex comedy humor Correct. like for example the first episode begins with otis furiously masturbating over a period of several days because and and while that might seem like a really cheap kind of a sequence to have the reason it works is because if you watch season 1 you realize that Otis is basically this kid on the cusp of puberty and he spends all of season 1 not being able to feel sexually active in any way not being able to masturbate at all in uh, fact and masturbate at all and season 1 ended with him sort of discovering the joy of masturbation and so, so it's so much so that in season 2 it just right it just felt right that you begin season 2 with this crazy montage of this 15 year old boy who's just going bonkers masturbating and at lit- every given opportunity like anything will turn him on yeah and it's interesting because i mean it a goes with the theme of the show and it's it's very relatable uh, in a sense as well right and i think that's what sex education does it makes a lot of things that are taboo but at the same time things that we've experienced in our lives but maybe not seen uh, manifest in a storyline on tv or you know like something that you openly speak about with your parents or friends yeah i feel like sex education to me has been like you know all those strange questions that you maybe now google uh, and you didn't know who to ask in this show you know jillian anderson and otis's character are those characters that you know who answer all of those questions so whether you're thinking about growth on your body or in your private parts or you're thinking about you know the length of your private parts or any you know sexual positions or you know what is weird what is freaky. a lot of it has to do with mental stuff as well like of for course. example there is one character in the new season who only gets turned on when spoken a dirty lee to or another character who has this need to cover the face of the person she's having sex with because she believes so these are that she doesn't on... look appealing you know in the process of having sex and i feel that the, these are really mental issues rather than physical issues some of uh, them I mean, it also deals with fetishes it also deals with things like asexuality sex, i mean like i like the fact that there's a character who in the midst of all these horny teenagers finally comes up to julian anderson's character and says that nothing turns me on yeah man woman 
or anything else yeah yeah and it's nice because i mean i i also like the takeaway of that episode where basically jillian anderson where in fact in another episode a character says that she is not attracted to sex she is attracted to a person hmm. so these are all various elements that come in you know in and out of the storytelling but what i liked about the new season is also that it really comes together nicely as an ensemble show hmm. like last year was really mainly about otis and we have to speak about chuti katwa who plays uh, eric his chuti best katwa. friend they all have such cool names on this show asa butterfield chuti katwa yeah and he was just the best thing about season 1 and he had this amazing arc with his father who's actually completely been done away with magically in this season where it was essentially about the fact that while he's a teenager who's out to his parents and the world at large it was still about you know the father somehow wrapping his head about around his his son being gay this was explored extensively in season 1 and there was this beautiful moment in season 1 where the father essentially comes to terms with it and you know he acknowledges it and the father and son have a talk and i remember it was one of the most moving and heartwarming moments of season 1 yeah where he actually calls uh, his son brave and says yeah, i'm learning yeah, from my brave yeah, son yeah so we see that multiplied into 5 in the new season because every character has such great arcs and i don't just mean the not just otis and mave and uh, and eric and this character called jackson it's not just these guys everyone you know adam has such a great uh, you know arc on this season he's just such a fascinating character and that actor is so good yeah. because he almost gets no lines he entirely you know sort of communicates through his body language through his facial expressions uh he's such a interesting uh, you know and fascinating character what i like is that the writers have taken all the characters of course i mean eric mave otis they continue to be the main stars of the show along with jillian anderson but they've taken all of the smaller characters also and done full justice to their arcs i mean like you know if you saw them in one episode in the last season where they were either a rich snobby girl or you know part of the mean girls club or an underconfident jock i don't know they've taken all of those characters and given them actual storylines this week this i mean this season so along with you know mave and otis and eric's relationships you also see all of these smaller characters have their own subplots which actually work really well with the larger show yeah so no character is a cliche basically even if a character seems cliche they manage to give that character enough meat and a back story or they manage to make those characters seem very life like yeah. uh, or very relatable which is great about the show and there are so many i mean for example this this year they deal with sexual assault for example which is which is part of the sex education sort of umbrella so in the first season they steered clear of a lot of these dark topics and frankly the the entire atmosphere of the show and the tone is extremely light and in fact it's it's hilarious because it's got some of the best the thing that may not have come through in our podcast so far is that it's got some of the best british humor on offer oh yeah uh, you're going to be laughing through so much of it i mean especially the awkward moments and i mean i, I don't know how they they just it just has a really light touch it yeah, never but, feels but, but too this, heavy but this year they managed to sort of slip in the entire uh, molestation and sexual assault uh, aspect of it and it's done in an extremely organic way you know we live in a time where you know seeing shows which deal with 
taboo issues or things that are slightly dark doesn't seem surprising at all because i mean you know something like for example the sexuality on of the characters on the show is never something that has brought too much attention to you know like i mean being queer on the show is not a big deal at all which is something that we've been seeing in a lot of these campus shows whether it's dear white people whether it's this whether it's euphoria it's now reached a point where gender and sexuality is no more a big deal but sexual assault yeah you know and the way it makes its way through in the narrative is also very interestingly done it's also done through an extremely quirky character uh who when she undergoes the sexual assault is almost in denial and does not even realize what's that, happened to what's her. happened to her and uh you know it's great because all of that comes together in what i felt was the wow moment of the show which happened uh, in episode 7 where a bunch of these characters who are not necessarily Friends the or... main characters and at the same time they all come from very different places and they're all different from each other and aren't really friends they come together and you know they have a heart to heart and a heart to heart talk and they're all basically girls who don't really get along with each other but they realize that the one thing that ties them together is the fact that each of them have faced sexual assault in some form or the other it needn't be as uh, you know it's not as drastic for each of them but in minor or major situations they've had to deal with it and that episode just ends on on such a high with the use of music and you know there's just such a great sequence at the end of that episode actually what i like about the sexual assault episode or the way they've tackled it uh, in this season is that they've actually not chosen something that's i mean on the larger scale of what constitutes sexual assault they've not chosen something that's very very big it's something i mean let me explain what i mean in the sense it's something that i think almost every indian girl who's traveled by bus especially in a city whichever city you live in where you see a man openly masturbating or rubbing himself against you and then coming all over you right now in the larger picture of what constitutes sexual assault and rape this is not as grave an issue as a rape or you know actual penetration of any kind without your permission but even that and the kind of impact it has on this girl's psyche where she's not able to take the bus after this incident happens with her or get physical with her boyfriend or get physical with her boyfriend i mean for she i mean it just tells you the kind of you know like they're basically the makers i feel like are trying to tell you that you know it doesn't it, you don't need a major sexual assault incident to have happened with you for you to be a certain way sometimes it's even the small things being inappropriately touched or you know in this case a man jizzing all over you without your permission and without your knowledge actually i mean i like the fact that they didn't they could have taken something because you know in teenage years rape and very grave sexual assault is also very common but they've actually taken something that's very considered very normal and wherever in the world you live these kind of incidents are brushed off yeah but i think and that has a dual advantage to it one is what you said one is that uh, they are then able to essentially bring focus to the fact that sexual assault is sexual assault and there's nothing like small sexual yeah. assault or major sexual assault but apart from that i also feel it goes with the light sort of tone of the show because i mean if they take on something as drastic as rape for example i think it would somewhere change the fabric of of the show itself right do i feel like i mean now the i mean i mean broadly it's a comedy if you think about it yeah yeah but i'm saying now for example uh, in future episodes or future seasons if they want to deal with slightly more morbid or 
you know darker themes i feel like they could go there but also you've seen that on shows like 13 reasons why sure, and on euphoria so i mean it's not something that you don't see on campus shows i think sex educations usp is the fact that and 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 i realized all the more during this season and i absolutely loved this season so much more than season 1 i feel that all eight episodes just knocked it out of the park one after the other because i found myself laughing through so much of it because while it is funny as hell it still manages to pack in such great characters and good story which is a really tough balancing act because a lot of comedies you know just provide great laughs mm. and don't really end up uh, you know giving you more than just humor and a lot of other shows that have great storylines and characters might you know sort of lack wit yeah. and i think it's a real uh, you know complete hats off to lori nan who's the creator and the main lead writer of the show to be able to combine humor with serious issues with great storylines i am so invested in otis and maves love story you know i am so invested also in the relationship otis has with his mother played by the fabulous jillian anderson and i love the fact that they found a way to bring jillian anderson into the main conversation i mean in in season 1 let's be honest i mean jillian anderson almost has like a like an extended special appearance in every episode yeah. because she's just there for like you know either to give advice or for some of those very strange moments that happen in otis's life in season 2 she has her own storyline because now she's been brought on by the school management to actually come and help the school you know the students with their sex education yeah. and her entire you know like you know the kind of themes and the kind of you know questions that the students are asking her are exactly what i would believe like a lot of our indian schools also a lot of kids would be thinking the same things right yeah i think the difference is that in season 1 jillian anderson basically played the mother yeah. you know that typical so in a in a high school show you essentially focus on the kids and then there are the characters played by parents the parents uh, played by actors who are just essentially supporting actors and i remember watching jillian anderson in season 1 made us really excited because it's so refreshing to see her after having played uh, an investigating officer on x files and then uh, the fall and play such you know sort of deal with slightly darkish themes on so many of the shows yeah, that she's been a part of yeah she was downright like i mean the shows to, that she's been part of are all downright like yeah. I mean, they are the thriller or morbid yeah so to see her on a comedy like that in a chill role just having fun felt so good in season 1 but here what they've done is they've really made her come to the center of things yeah and uh, and i mean apart from her being made part of the uh, the campus storyline she has her own romantic track uh, unfolding as well yakob uh, and i think another thing that i felt was that it's like they're writing every track like it was a movie in itself like her whole track with her son like the entire uh, asa butterfield and jillian anderson track could easily be turned into a 90 minute film it's essentially about a son dealing with the absence of a father but always bringing it out on his mother and the mother who's always tried to you know play two roles for him and realizing that she always is at a disadvantage as a result of it and how they come to terms with that on the show is beautiful and it has a beautiful arc similarly with the otis and mave uh, love story so a lot of uh, similarly with with a with another track of a character called jackson you know who essentially is this athlete 
who uh, who's you know, been brought up by two moms, one of whom by two moms is his biological mother, and the other one who is his you know stepmom. Stepmom, and he basically uh, you know ends up realizing that he does not want to be a sports person, and he gets inspired to sort of uh, take on the arts by another sort of student on campus who's a uh, completely like they are like complete chalk and cheese but then their friendship turns into like it could easily be a romcom you know sort of a setup in a film uh, if it was a story by itself so i feel like i also sex like education I mean, has many storylines which deserve to be film stories in themselves and it's great that they are able to blend them all together in one show like i mean for example in season 1 eric you know struggled with his feelings for adam who was this typical jock headmaster's son and had bullied him throughout his life yeah. but as they both sort of growing into their sexuality and realizing that they might have feelings for each other but also struggling with the bullying and in season 2 eric has another beautiful romantic track i mean everything he's ever wanted in a boyfriend whether the the looks the understanding the sensitivity everything's there and yet he's sort of finding himself conflicted because adam makes his way back into his life i mean that's another great story over there yeah, I mean, I mean, and I mean, the way adam eventually sort of <laughs> comes to him and professes his love is such a great that's one of my favorite entire episodes of, and you know the entire musical production of romeo and juliet Yeah, 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 yeah. Directed I, by, of course, you know who in season one you see this character called Lily, who you've known is, well, to put it, she's just strange. Yeah, she's just one of those strange characters who dreams of having sex with, you know, mythical characters or characters in space, and she's constantly drawing out these graphic novels, sex graphic novels, actually. And then she actually gets to direct a modern adaptation of Romeo and Juliet for the school, which, as it turns out, everything is symbolic of sex. Yeah. So everything Yeah, it's a really raunchy show. It's a really raunchy musical production. Yeah, so I think it's the I think my wow moment as I told you was at the end of episode 7. Uh you know, one of the best episodes I have seen all year and not just on the show. So the entire episode actually was episode 7 season 2 of Sex Education. The whole episode was a wow moment for me. Do you have a wow moment as well? I think the, for me also I agree with you. The wow moment was all those girls ganging up together and saying Actually you hoped that they would say let's teach this sex pervert a lesson but instead what they do is they hold their friend's hand and get on the bus together so that she can finally That was amazing. She can finally overcome this sort of psychological issue she's dealing with ever since a man jizzed on her in a bus. So yeah. definitely wow moment we agree on. Who's your scene stealer for the season? Look my scene stealer is the same as last year it's Eric because uh, Eric I think I mean I this season I would probably say it was Gillian Anderson but because well i didn't record this podcast last year when sex education came out and you know we all just discovered uh, chuti katwa and thought that he's such a great king actor such a great find yeah and uh, he was excellent in season 1 he was a find of the year for me in a sense so he still continues to be the scene stealer as far as i'm concerned Right, my scene stealer is this actor called and i hope i'm pronouncing her name correctly her name's Chinenye Isiudu I'm quite sure I'm fucking up her name really badly but she plays a character called Viv on the show she is Jackson's tutor and she's this nerdy kid but I love the relationship she develops with Jackson and I love the scenes she has with him for me she was a scene stealer like apart from the principal cast she really stood out on the binge meter I would say that sex education because it's a show about sex is a lollipop <laughs> 
I couldn't think of any other uh, reference right now. Basically, we loved it, yeah, guys. I mean, if it it ranks a good like maybe eight point five or nine on ten on our sexometer. Oh, I mean, bingeometer. Yeah, sexometer is a good one though for this week. <laughs> uh, and Sex Education, two whole seasons are out on Netflix. Season one was great, and season two is even even better. In fact. The moment season two ended, I wish season three was here. <laughs> so I literally and and just yesterday Netflix uh, greenlit season three. Yay! So that's gonna be here in Jan twenty twenty one. But till then, you should totally go on to Netflix and you should check out both seasons of Sex Education. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app. Or on ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media handles. I'm at Janusek85 on Instagram and Twitter. Anirudh is at Aniguha on Instagram and Twitter. And IVM is at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week with lots more entertaining content from the world of television, Netflix, Amazon, and wherever else you watch all your shows. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>